We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Washington Football Final. Here's your host, Scott Jackson. Welcome, welcome. It is Washington Football Final after the 30 to 20 loss at the hands of the Cleveland Browns. A day where Washington had chances. They had leads. They had a good start. Um, but they had five turnovers, and the Browns had zero. And that is really what the game was all about. Turn the ball over too much, and a defense that, you know, overall was pretty good, but didn't make enough plays, had to deal with short fields. And it, uh, in the end, was a loss today for Washington and some injuries to, to keep our eyes on. Uh, I did see Ben Standing, the final report from The Athletic, says that uh, Chase Young suffered a strained groin, according to a source not considered serious. Seemed like a good sign with him walking around on the sideline week four against the Ravens to be determined. Uh, spoke with Ron Rivera after the game, and I heard him as well. His postgame presser, he did not offer any updates on the injuries uh, nor should he, by the way, until he has to. It'd be nice for us because we'd like to know, but he, he doesn't. He's not obligated to do so at this point. Matt Ioannidis, I would be concerned about. He had an arm injury left in the first quarter. Chase Young left shortly after him. I want to find out what those situations are. And uh, Dontrell Inman, who had a really good day today, uh, a breakout game, if you will, two touchdowns, big red zone target uh, today. The veteran that uh, this team brought in late, unfortunately. He left with a hand injury, and it looks really awkward. And who knows what the situation is there. So those are the injuries you're looking at. And that's what uh, was part of the day. Now, once again, for the second straight week, there was time on the clock. Uh, Ron Rivera kept the timeouts in the holster. uh, Got a lot of people ticked off. He was not backing down after the game, not apologetic about it, didn't second-guess himself. I will give him that. He's very consistent. Now, some people will say, hey, if you're trying to change a culture here and it's about fight, shouldn't you fight till the bitter end? Get some of those stat padding numbers for your quarterback and put guys out there even if it uh, puts them in harm's way. What the hell? That's what you're supposed to do. It's football, for goodness sakes. I can see that. I can see that argument completely. Um, I thought to, I, I thought last week it was really, you know, I didn't think it was a big deal. This week I would say I thought – there should have at least been, because they had two timeouts left. I mean, look, bottom line is they may have stopped the clock and the Browns would have still got first down. The clock would have, you know, it wouldn't have mattered anyhow. But I feel like they should have tried to preserve today because they were able to move the football when they weren't, well, throwing the ball to the Browns. I mean, they were able to do that today. Um, so I did feel like there was a moment where they could have preserved some time. Um, certainly there at the end, I felt like they could have done that, trying to get the ball back with some more time instead of just, you know, going out there with seconds left and really having nothing to do. And, you know, they did, they chose not to do that again. But, look, he's he's got his picture on the big prize, a long-term play here. I think it's frustrating some of our fans and the media because they look at the NFC East as terrible. Cowboys, you know, look like they could fall to 1-2 and two after today. The Eagles are 0-2-1. The Giants are 0-3. So maybe this division's up for grabs, but maybe it's not. Um, I still think Dallas will probably win the division. Uh, I don't know about the Eagles anymore. I used to think they were going to be in the playoffs, but all that being said, um, you know, you do feel like they should have, you know, you got to play till the end, right? You got to, you got to put up a fight and to have five timeouts, you know, in the holster the last two weeks is interesting, needless to say. And I didn't think they were going to come back and get two scores quickly today. Don't get me wrong. But at the time when there was an issue where they could have preserved time, that is, 
you know, it was an 11-point game. Um, you know, after they had the fourth turnover when Haskins was picked, um, it was third pick. It was, a, yeah, at that point, yeah. And then you had uh, the Browns go down the field and, and add some more points at that point. Then you had, it was a 31-20 game. Then after the Garrett sack fumble recovery, you know, that, you know, at that point, there was well over four minutes left in the game. You know, you could still try to get the ball back. And, you know, and it was an 11-point game, so it's a two-score game. It's not mathematically impossible, but it's certainly it's, – it's ha- crazier things have happened at the end of games. I mean, granted, you're not playing the Atlanta Falcons, unfortunately. So, anyhow. Uh, we'll get to some phone calls coming up at 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Brian Mitchell is going to join us as well. Uh, it is Washington football final after a – Tough day at the office. Again, a lot of good things from the start. Fast start. Uh, Haskins got in a rhythm early. Scott Turner, I think, today. I don't know how much run this will get this week, but I think Scott Turner, at least for me, showed me that he's got some chops as an offensive coordinator. He did some things differently. He found a way to get a quarterback uh, a quicker start today after you know two straight weeks of you know us wondering if he was going to get off to a fast start. Uh, he was able to do that. He got a lot of people involved in the offense today, too. For all the conversation this week about getting more Terry, and maybe that would be the one thing he knocked Scott for is he didn't get Terry the ball enough. Uh, you know, But I, I think you got to give him a lot of credit for the fact that they got a lot of players involved today in this offense beyond you know Dontrell Inman. I mean, Isaiah Wright did some good things. Obviously, Gibson is still showing you he, he has some potential. Antonio Gibson, the rookie. Out of Memphis, again, the Golden got on the field. Now, he did have a drop, but he also had a, a big play on the end of the round. So, you, you had, you know, a lot of different people touching the football today. McKissick showing you that he can do some things. But these are not, you know, superstar skill players, but they're guys that a offensive coordinator that has some chops, you know, put in position today to make plays and got them open. I mean, he got some of these guys pretty wide open, and that's got to be a frustrating feeling for him, I'm sure, tonight as they fly back from Cleveland is that, hey, you know, we had some good things dialed up. We had a good scheme. We had a, we had a good game plan to go after these guys. But we leave there in, you know, we beat ourselves with five turnovers. And three of which, you know, Dwayne Haskins, you know, is he described after the game probably trying to do too much with the three interceptions. And the strip sack fumble, that's a tough one late in the game. You're trying to trying to make a play, It's a but it's a first down, you know. Just tuck it and take it, you know, and live for the next play. But... Instead, you know, you got to you also give Miles Garrett a hell of a lot of credit. He's a great player for a reason. He showed you on that play. But overall, as much as we've criticized this offensive line and questioned it going in, I, I thought they did a pretty good job on that Cleveland offensive line today, keeping them off balance, def, you know, defense line, I should say, keeping them off balance. You know, whether it's Christian on the left side or Morgan Moses on the right side, I think overall they didn't have a terrible day. And then, you know, Wes Martin still – Learning his position. You got Schweitzer, who's filling in for Sheriff, and obviously Ruye. But overall, they weren't terrible. I mean, they had some good moments. Uh, they ran the ball fairly effectively in stretches. But again, you know, you, can't, you just go back to the turnovers and you lose the giveaway takeaway battle minus five. You're going to lose football games. All right, so 34 20 in the final. We'll get to some calls coming up. Brian Mitchell is going to join us as well. 301 230 301. Two three zero zero nine eighty. You can always tweet us up um, at Jackson Sports via the Twitter as well. You can get us there. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll get to B Mitch coming up in a bit, and uh, we will get to your phone calls. The Washington Football Final here on the Team Nine Eighty and Ninety Five Point Nine FM. This is Washington Football Final. Here's your host, Scott Jackson. All right, welcome back. Washington Football Final. A 34-20 loss in the hands of the Cincinnati, or excuse me, the Cleveland Browns. Hello. It's about to talk about Cincinnati, Philadelphia. I got ahead of myself. Um, get the phones at 301 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Um, Washington again losing to Cleveland today. Had two leads, seven nothing, and then twenty to seventeen. But uh, the and again, I, look, you, the five turnovers are what's going to be the headline story. And they should be, and the three interceptions by Dwayne Haskins and a fourth fumble and a fumble, a fourth turnover by him. But I really think this game could have still, despite all the sloppiness early, 
been one today after they took the 20 to 17 lead if they could have gotten off the field as they should have in the next drive by the defense if they would have been able to turn Cleveland uh get Cleveland off the field at third and 12 and it was right towards the end of the third quarter they converted on a third and 12 to Beckham Mayfield to Beckham for 15 yards you know finishing that drive off early in the fourth quarter with a touchdown to go ahead 24 20 was the next drive that uh, you saw the third pick from Dwayne Haskins when they got the ball back with 11-15 left in the game, still a lot of time. Could have still been a hero, but uh, again, pick, got picked off. But just those kind of frustrating things that happen. And but Cleveland really didn't have to drive the ball much today. It was very similar to the, the Washington win against Philadelphia where they got their short fields over and over again. But a, a, a day that you know, there was a lot of good from the offense in stretches, but just you can't live with those kind of turnovers. And if you're looking for Kyle Allen or – the you know continuation of the um, the made for TV movie on Alex Smith's career for him to play next week or something like that it's not happening either you know Ron Rivera was pretty direct after the game there's not going to be a quarterback change Dwayne's going to be his guy he sees him as a rookie right now and he's going to continue to play and get experience so you're going to have to live with that uh, if if you if you aren't excited about that you know that's that's what they're going to do. They're going to find out about the guy that they spent a first-round draft pick on last year. They're going to let him play out this season, it sounds like, or at least play through these stretches and see if he can get coached up and get better. All right, 301-230-0980. Mark, thanks for waiting. You're uh, with us here on Washington Football Final. How are you? Oh, hey, yeah, I appreciate it. I haven't called in a while. But uh, I told my buddy from uh, Philadelphia, who an Eagles fan, I used to go to the games up there, when we didn't have really a good team. I went up there on a Sunday night. With he shoot a quarterback and with you know Desmond Howard as receiver and it wasn't about yeah. not that we weren't going to the Super Bowl but at no point would I say we're not going to attempt to have the mentality of trying to win the game you know rolling the, you know whenever you know get River Bowl yeah. on I don't want to hear that anymore you know I, you know I sort of understand his philosophy but at no point do you announce you know during a game that you you know at two minutes you know nobody ever really does that that's not. That's really not football, you know, kind of philosophy. You know, I, I sort of appreciate it, but my quarterback needs to know that these are teaching moments. It's, it's a minute and 58. That's, I was walking back and forth cleaning up. I wasn't, you know, I'm watching them, but, you know, sure. I'm a long-time fan, so I got my eye on them. But at that point, I want, I want to see sort of football stuff. You know, call a timeout, make the other team sing. That's, you know, the ball might mm-hmm. drop out like it did us five times, and, you know, running back, drop it, and we scoop it up, as Gibson could have done and, and changed the momentum early in the game. You know, that kind of stuff. You can't yeah. waste teaching moments with two minutes to go in a real game. We didn't have preseason. You know, okay, well, let's put the second team in and have them run our emergency five drill two minutes if we were seven and five in December and had to play somebody. I mean, when are you yeah. going to get that? I mean, you you know, that, that part, I that's really can't get. I, I, you know, I can't get that, you know. Talk to you that's, thank you, and that's a fair point. I mean, you're saying that you don't have preseason, so you want to be careful, but then, you know, use those moments as preseason. I think that's that's a fair enough point. It's interesting. Um, by the way, Rob Rivera, fourth and three today, went for it. Balls at goal. <clears throat> Excuse me. Worked out well. Did not for the field goal. Ended up scoring the touchdown. It was great uh, on the drive that, you know, they took the lead in the third quarter. Loved it. And it is interesting because he is not afraid to do stuff like that, but, you know, is basically telling you, hey, you know, if I don't feel like, it's winnable at the end. We're just we're gonna let the time roll out and get take you know, get in the locker room and get on the plane. It was interesting, and he's not apologizing for it, by the way, either. He's not trying to get anybody to understand it or really cares if you do. He's saying this is how we're gonna do it. This is how I feel about it right now. Uh, let's get to Sib next. Sib, thanks. You're next up here on the uh, Washington Football Final Show. Hey, Action Jackson, long time man, listener. Not, not, not don't call him very often, and. Uh... Appreciate you guys doing this. And, London, uh, I don't know if he's still online, but Hall of Famer and B. Mitch Hall of Famer. But I just want to say one thing, man. Look, yeah. I could on the callers, they're regular callers like Lou and Polly. They're giving Dwayne a pass, obviously, okay? Because you know they know if they're honest with themselves. If this was Kirk Cousins or whatever, they'll be chewing him up and want to replace. Because uh, I've seen the whole history from way back when, okay? We all followed it. Now, if it was if this was Jay Gruden and not Ron Rivera, they'll be wanting him out. Of, I mean, you know that. I've heard these guys before, man. I mean, they're just giving him a pass. You cannot give a pass. Just be honest with yourself. Same thing with Brian Mitchell. Brian Mitchell and I think so much alike over the years. I'm sitting in my home, but I know that B. Mitch, I love him. But it's just like I know sometimes he's giving excuse to the Ron Rivera. And, you know, come on, man. You can't, like, 
say you got to go with the coach, like about the timeouts, like what you just mentioned. I mean, knowing how Rivera played, are you kidding me? Coming from the Bears, old school? I mean, he's from the same generation he played back then. He cannot think like that. I don't know what's going on with him. But I hope, you know, I hope I wish him well, his health and everything. But as a coach, I'm sorry. But the thing is, callers, just be real, man. You're going to be – if this was not Dwayne, if this was another quarterback like Haskins, I mean, uh, Kirk Cousins, we'd be eating Let me ask you this. Let, are, are you saying yeah, if this yeah. was Cousins on the $20 million a year uh, franchise tag? Yeah, you're damn right they'd be harder on him as he should be. You think they're not hard on him in Minnesota right now? But you're talking about a guy who is making his 10th start. Now, you remember Kirk Cousins oh, yeah. was making his 10th start? I mean, let's be honest. No, he no. was doing this. He was turning the ball over all the time. I mean, this, Kirk I'm, Cousins – when he played his second year in particular, when the, when they flipped the switch to him, remember he was it wasn't good. Yeah. I mean, let's not. No, no, we I, thought I, the guy was damaged. So for people to say that this guy, like the verdict is already in because of this or that, no. I, I just don't think that's that's true because I've seen it enough with other quarterbacks where that's not true at all. I mean, some guys take no. longer than others. Bottom line. No, I, no, I totally agree with you. I'm saying call yep. a spade a spade. What I'm saying is when he does that. Make a call. Mm-hmm. Like, he threw it to right. Logan Thomas is right in front of him. He, he misses mm-hmm. stuff, but they don't call it out. That's all I'm saying. Call it when I got you see it. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. But, but again, he needs he needs yeah. to play. Thanks, Nicole. Sip. No, he no, no. Play. All right. Yeah, he needs to play. By the way, London's gone. London's been the official post-game show with me. Uh, then he's out of here. Uh, B. Mitch uh, might be joining us, but before we're, we're here till 8. So this is like a separate entity just here on Team 90 and 95.9. The other show is on the network. Um and can be seen on the video app as well on uh, Washington Football app. Uh, video wise, today we had that up and running, and um, I, I gotta say, um, you know, it's when you get to the um, part about giving guys passes. I mean, I, I just I think it's it just depends on like your expectation level for the season, right? And knowing that this is year one for Ron Rivera, and, and you know, I, I'm not gonna compare him to Jay Gruden because Jay Gruden was was not a coach, was not a head coach before he came here. This guy's been to a Super Bowl. He's been a coach of the year twice. This guy can coach, okay? You may not like the way he's handling this thing right now, but I do appreciate that he doesn't give a crap <laughs> what Joe Sixpack or Jackass on the radio with a microphone thinks about it, okay? Because this is how he's going to do it. It's his team. He got a contract that says he's going to be here uh, over the next four or five years. So, you know, he's he's comfortable in, I'm building something here, and this is how we're going to do it, and I don't want to take any unnecessary hits on hits on players, you know, or injuries and those kind of things. And that's what he's doing. Um, you know, it may seem foolish and it may look foolish because you can get those extra reps in. I get that. But at the same time, you know, it's his show. I mean, he's got a lot of control here and he's got to get a five-year deal. So if that's the way he's going to roll with it. You know, that's what he wants to do. Johnny next. Johnny, what's happening? You're next up here on the uh, official postgame, or excuse me, on the, uh, now I'm hey. confused what show I'm on. On Washington Football Final. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> hey, what's up, Scotty? Hey, nobody. Um, hey, hey, man, listen. First of all, the good news is the Eagles tied, the Giants lost, and the Cowboys getting stuck. So, yeah. you know, I'm cool with that. Look, this division, somebody go win this division. At six and ten, man, ain't nobody winning no games <laughs> in this division, and it, it, it's it's pathetic, Scotty, because that's the way it's looking. Because yeah. I'm looking at the schedule, Scotty, the way the schedule makers did Washington, man, that was bogus. Philadelphia, Arizona, yeah. Cleveland, Baltimore, and the Rams. Come on, man. I mean, really? Well, look at look at. Hey, I'll say man. this though. I'll say this. Dallas. Here's why I wouldn't write Dallas off yet, even though I'd love to write Dallas off, but you can't because. Their losses are going to be to at, you know, the Rams and at Seattle. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get to play mm-hmm. these cupcakes in the division six times. Mm-hmm. So if they are mm-hmm. the team we think they are, and, and certainly they have the roster for it, I think they're going to be all right. So before we say, you know, it's going to be seven or nine, six and 10, I think, I think the Dallas thing will balance out, but you're right. I mean, look, the Washington schedule in much better in terms of yeah. who you get. I mean, yeah. you got the you got the Rams, the Ravens, and then the Rams. And the Rams, <clears throat> yeah, man. That, that's that, rough. That's just not cool, Scotty. Uh, one yep. more thing before I get off the phone. Now, Dwayne Haskins, Scotty, I understand that we have to give him time. Mm-hmm. But sooner or later, Ron Rivera will have to go through a quarterback change. Sooner or later, man, because three interceptions, and he's, staring at the, he's staring at the receivers, man. That's why he's throwing picks like that. He was staring at Logan Thomas the whole time. Still looking at him. You can't do that the way he has to, but I want to give him a chance. But sooner or later, Scotty, he has to pull him. 
like the Bears did Mitchell Trubisky today. You see what they did? They pulled. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a little different situation. They that guy was fighting for his job to start the season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's they, true. He, they didn't they didn't renew his you know they didn't pick up his fifth year option. Right. They didn't so pick up I his mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he's he's on short he's on borrowed time there anyway. So that that didn't surprise me that much. Now I think look, I think they okay. want to be fair to Dwayne. I think they want to be fair to him in terms of getting him time to get a feel for a brand new offense with new coaches oh. and all that stuff. And you know, and he wasn't like the most experienced guy. Let's not forget the previous regime outside of when they didn't want him. You, they didn't, want they didn't him. well yeah and they didn't they didn't coach him very well either and didn't give him a whole yeah. lot of work uh in the early right. part of training camp last year and all that and exactly. you know if jake Gruden was a self-preserving kind of guy he would have hugged the kid and, and tried to coach him up right away and realized that was probably his exactly. ticket to stick it around beyond last season exactly. but i don't think he gave a damn at that point he just wanted out so um you know look i, I, what, you know, I think callahan that, uh... in, in those guys i think callahan did a nice nice enough job with him he i think did. he tried he but it but the what? damage had been done but in a lot of cases before that so what what about <laughs> earl thomas you what about earl thomas scott i'm gonna let you go what about earl thomas yeah. why washington won't leave, even take a look at him bro because Apke, he's him and him and dude in the back it's not gonna cut it how about nice scotty yeah. yeah yeah i don't think earl thomas okay. is somebody they're gonna invest in no, I, don't, I don't i wouldn't see that at all um at this point no, it's, that's that's not. They're, look, they're trying to play. Uh, Kareem Curl, by the way, it'd be interesting. I don't know what, if he can play with Landon Collins because they're kind of in the in the box kind of guys. But I, you know, he's done well again today. He made another good open field attack when he's out there. He's been he's been all out there usually when it's Apke and uh, Landon Collins. I think today certainly was not Landon Collins' best day. That, I'll say that for sure. Because I thought against the Eagles, he was really good at the beginning, the first game of the season last week. Obviously, it's a communication issues. Today was not good either. Um, let's get to – we're going next. Is it uh, JP? That was Johnny, right? So, JP's next. What's happening, JP? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, buddy. How are you? Okay. I, I just don't like that this seems to be – and if it is, it is. But this seems to be basically now just being called a practice season where we evaluate everybody and – it doesn't matter if we win the games or we lose the games because that's what we're doing. And I don't like that. I don't like that when you tell me, like, timeouts, well, you're going to reduce injuries. Well, if you're going to reduce injuries and you know that you have lost the game at four minutes, then put your offense back out there and make them take a knee. Don't run your offense and make them, like, run plays because that's injuries. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So that's what I really don't like about Coach Rivera's reasoning about injuries and this and that. I understand, yeah, we were getting our ass kicked. Our our quarterback did not have a good game. Well, put him back in there, let him run his two-minute, and let him get the experience. Like, play to win the game. I, I watched the uh, – when I was listening to you guys, I, I watched the uh, – the Redskins miracle against Dallas. And that was like mm-hmm. three minutes and 14 seconds. We were down by 12 points. But you know what we didn't do? We didn't take timeouts. Well, we did take timeouts, actually, because we <laughs> right, won right. The, the game. You know what I mean? And I understand what he's saying at one point, but at the same time, like, how do you tell an entire team, okay, guys, we're done. We're not trying to win this anymore. And they're still like, you know, four minutes left in an NFL clock, but it's like 20 minutes. Like, how do you tell a bunch of grown men, like, uh, forget it, we're done. And at what point do you tell them that? And when do you mm-hmm. tell them that? Like, and, and I don't yeah. like that. I, I really don't like that. And that's the only thing. Like, I hope he has a plan. I hope he's a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> I think he probably is. But I, I, for me, just sitting there, I don't know how, you know, that's all. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for the Thanks show, for the guys. call. Thank you. Appreciate it, JP. That's fair. I mean, look, he's he's uh, he, he's 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 lifted he's left himself open for criticism on it without question. But what I like about it is I don't think he really gives a damn <laughs> about about what you or I think about it. Uh, I kind of respect it because I think most coaches and and uh, teams get really caught up in the outside noise. And I said this to somebody at the beginning of the year, and they thought I was kidding. I said, hey, look, great thing for Ron Rivera here in year one. There's probably never going to be fans in the stands. Uh, and, you know, you don't have to worry about people booing you. You don't have to worry about all that, like the pressure of, 
oh my god you know the the fan base is on me because this and that and the other you know it's one of the one of the beauties if there is such a thing of not having fans allowed in the ball in the, in the stadiums right now at least with the FedEx right with this with the situation they have but you know you don't you get caught caught up in like worried about all the fan noise because well you just don't hear it during the game I don't know I liked their plan today I thought they had a good plan on offense and defensively they did some good things outside of not taking the ball away for a while but you know, can't turn the ball over that many times and expect to win anything. Not going to happen. All right, if you're on the line hanging there, we'll get to you coming up on the other side. It's uh, the Washington football final, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Washington football final here on the Team 980 and 95.9 FM. And uh, today, obviously, big story was the turnovers. Five for Washington, zero for the Cleveland Browns. And a uh, day where... You know, Washington football's offense got off to a quick start, did some good things uh, offensively early, spread the ball around, had some tempo. You know, Scott Turner showed, showed he's got some chops and some adjustment ability in him, uh, but uh, unable to protect the football, obviously. And, you know, defensively, not an awful day, but, you know, they didn't get they did not get the game-changing plays that we've seen them have, you know, in the first couple weeks of the season, the zero turnovers today, first obviously game of the season where they didn't take the ball away. I had pretty good pressure. Montez Sweat was doing some work today with Chase Young out. Um, obviously, also Matt Ioannidis going down early. Didn't have any updates on either one of them, but uh, Ben Standig from The Athletic with a report that the uh, Chase Young injury does not appear to be serious. Uh, obviously, you got to wait and see on next week, but at least it doesn't look like it's something that's going to knock him out for a long time. So that's, that is some good news. All right, let's grab uh, some calls here and uh, get to Pauly next up here on Washington Football Final. What's up, yeah. Pauly? Hey, bud. What up, Jackson? I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it quick, man. I wanted to uh, answer the previous caller about giving giving a pass. Man, look, Kirk Cousins, and it's well documented. I didn't, I didn't like him or whatever. He wasn't my cup of, cup of tea. You know, I kind of like Stephon Diggs. Thought about him. But – the whole thing about Kirk Cousins, man, he was in his third and fourth year throwing multiple interceptions, throwing game-losing interceptions. You know, Dwayne Hassels haven't even played 16 games yet. Well, so I told the guy that, and he, was making, he wasn't making franchise tag money either. I mean, it's just totally different. It's not an apples-to-apples comparison. Now, if you want to uh, uh, rewind yeah. to when Cousins was playing in game 10 of his career, I think people were very fair to him and, and pretty much understanding, Let's you know, and, and in year ten. one, what was a starter they were too. I think game – I think game 10, 10 of Kirk Cousins' career, he threw five interceptions on Monday Night Football. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. And, it, and that was – you know what I mean? Come on, man. You can't compare those, those two situations. You know, it, it's not it's not comparable. So, you know, I just – people – look, Haskins is got this bad rap. And it, it really all stems from of being Dan Snyder's personal pick. That's how yeah. much people hate Dan Snyder that – that hate is funneled over the Haskins, man. Just relax. This is how you groom a quarterback, man. You know what? All y'all go look at Cam Cam Newton's first season. He threw for a lot of yards, but he also threw a lot of picks. He also threw a lot of incompletions. And, and that's what you're going to get, man. So I'm not giving anybody a pass. I, I'll talk about I, I'll see how I call it. And you can't call nothing on the Haskins right now. Ten games. That's it. That's all it is to it, man. So don't. Try to put, try to say I'm being biased or I'm not doing that. I just see what I see. I see a quarterback who got some tools and some potential, and he needs to learn how to put it all together. That's all I see, man. That's all I want. All right, buddy. Thanks. Thanks for the call. He smoked you out, though. I mean, you got to give the call. He smoked your ass out, Polly. <laughs> you say what you want, but he smoked you out. So Kirk Cousins' tenth game, because you asked. I'm looking at it right here. I believe that was an Arizona loss in Arizona, and it was a two TD three pick game and a thirty to twenty loss. His next game against Seattle, I believe, is the Monday nighter. Was I believe start eleven. He was twenty one of thirty six, two hundred eighty three yards, uh, two TDs, no picks, and a loss to the Seahawks, twenty seven to seventeen. All right. Um, it was the next game. It was horrendous. Or no, I'm going backwards. Oh, actually, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going backwards. His his uh, his tenth start would have been the Philadelphia game. I think the one up 
uh, they had a big game um, against the Eagles in the loss, 37 to 34. That was the Nick Foles game. The Giants game might have been start 11 where they were the four pick game you're talking about. But that was a Thursday nighter. Yeah, that was a Thursday nighter. Pretty good memory there, Pauly. Things you've done to your body, you still remember that. Good for you. All right, but that was start 11. So hopefully that's not what's next for Dwayne. All right, 301-230-0980. Kevin, you're next up. What's happening? Hey, Jack. Listen. Hey, Jack. Hey, man. To me, um, the thing I'm getting concerned about, he, he's looking more like Patrick Ramsey than Kirk Cousins in terms of, in his mind, if you saw when he was dropping back to pass, right, he was locked mm-hmm. on that first receiver because he doesn't trust his blind side. Uh, old Matador uh, Christensen. Now, I give Christensen credit. When they was running that quick offense in the beginning, the Mr. Yeah, he was good. Those running plays, he was good. So yeah. When uh, Askins had to drop back a five or seven step drop, uh, old yeah. boy from, from uh, uh, Cleveland was used and abused him in that second half, going inside him, outside him, and that kind of thing. And my whole thing is, if you're talking about protection and help, put a tight end over there to help him out or whatever, because the blind side is the thing that he's worried about. If you, if you ever watch him when he dropped back or whatever, as soon as out of the corner of his eye he sees something, you see how he starts to – he's either going to throw it quick or he's going to duck down and, and try to lose a defender, right? I'd say this. I think the protection was good enough, though. I think they, they had some really good plays dialed up today. Um, you know, I think they could have, they had some breakdowns, of course. Um, but I mean, it's not, it ain't the hogs. I mean, let's be on. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, not no, the I... hogs out there, you know? So I, I think they had good enough protection today. I think they did some good things offensively. Just, you know, you can't live with those kind of turnovers. I mean, just the bottom line, you, just, you, you know, I think, uh, as the game went on those guys, you know, yeah. When you're in obvious passing situations, you're in trouble. I mean, there's no question. That's why you got to keep it, you know, third and manageable. Uh, for this offense, I think Scott Turner, you know, like I said, he showed me something today. I, I've been saying, hey, you know, right. we got to remember, in addition to a, a inexperienced quarterback, got a guy who's really never been a full-time offense until this season. This is his yeah. first. I mean, he was at the end of the year taking over, you know, when Ron left, you know, they, they moved him up to that position. But this is his first, you know, real year as an offensive coordinator. So I was impressed with the game plan they had. It was just unfortunate. They, you know, they, they kept shooting themselves in the foot, so to speak. Yeah, I agree with you. And look, well, one last question, man. In obvious passing situations, mm-hmm. have you seen two worst safeties as far as pass coverage mm. or, or pass assignments in Washington in the last 30 years, man? Well, I don't know about that. Uh, but, yeah, listen, no, it's not been good. No, it's not been good. And, you know, thanks to Cole Kennedy. Smoot said something interesting earlier, um, and I know that's hard to believe, but he did. He said that he thought that maybe you would see Fuller, maybe Kendall Fuller would need to – because yeah, he's played some safety, have to play over there in some of those third down situations, which I thought was interesting. Um, yeah, maybe they will. I, you know, the frustrating thing today was again a third and twelve, and I can't get over it. I, I know I've mentioned it way too many times already, but the third and twelve where they could have had a three and out, and you know Beckham gets a fifteen. Now that was frustrating, and, and London really did a nice job of breaking that down on the uh, official post game show, saying he didn't really even understand the blitz call there from Jack Del Rio, saying, "Look, you, you Sweat's dominating his guy. You know they're getting home." With four guys, maybe go coverage there. They had this blitz they liked. It just never materialized. And Landon seemed to start slow. And maybe that was the design of it. I'm not sure. But obviously didn't get home. And it was just wasn't pretty. It was not pretty at all. But, yeah, for all the people crapping on Troy Apke the last few weeks, I mean, today it seems like that has moved over to Landon Collins. Um, 301-230-0098. Michael, you're next up on the uh, Reds, or the uh, oh, excuse me, the Washington football final. I don't know what the hell the name of the show is. Go ahead. Hey, Scott. Uh, so uh, three quick points. Number one, I think not calling the timeout uh, is at a minimum curious and at a maximum unsettling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you never want to encourage mediocrity and not giving everything you've got. It almost sounds like we're like, well, if, if the odds aren't in our favor, we're not going to go for it. Kind right. Of thing. Um, yeah. Number two, hey, you know, Take it easy on the system. Remember, this is this was a team without many camps with a new offensive yeah. system in place. You look at uh, Danny Jones. Is that his name? The New York quarterback. Danny? Yeah, Daniel Jones. Yep, yep. Da- yeah, Daniel Jones. Yeah, um, you fine. know he's in start number twenty or whatever, and mm-hmm. he looks like a train wreck. 
right? So yep. let's, let's be patient. Um, the last thing, to Paulie's point, you know, it's not really a legitimate comp for Cam Newton or even Kirk Cousins. Right. The, the alarming thing about Haskins is while he's still young and he's still prone to make mistakes, as those other quarterbacks did, you saw from them occasionally flashes of stuff that you're like, oh, yeah, that's what we're waiting to, to see more of. And I, don't, I can't think of one moment or play where I've watched Haskins and thought, oh, yeah, that's the stuff he's got to build on. That was amazing. I haven't seen those plays from him. So I think his ceiling isn't as high. And that's kind of like it's just he's like, uh, you know, he's like your neighbor's daughter that you, nobody else would go out with you. So you just had to settle for her. That's what I think of with him. Okay. All right. Thanks for the call. I don't know. Listen, I think last year in particular, they have not really dialed up any deep shots this year and big plays, but I think last year he showed you some pass plays. I had a couple to McLaurin that were, yeah, and you're like, wow, that's the kind of arm that this they, they haven't had at this position in a while, especially after watching, you know, Colt and, um, and Case play the position for a while last year. I, I think he did. And I actually thought they had a really good rhythm. And by the way, they've been really good in the red zone this year. I know that's like whatever, because you've lost two of the games. But uh, down there, I mean, that was a third and 12 today. The the bullet he threw to Inman, uh, third and goal to, from the 12-yard line because there was a fumble that knocked him back. I don't know. I, I think, yeah, it's not a fair comp. Cam Newton was a Heisman Trophy winner. He was the number one player in college football for an entire year when every week they asked him if he was going to be eligible because of money his dad took from Mississippi State for his church, and he balled out every freaking week. So, yeah, I don't think that's a fair comp either because Cam Newton, to me, was exceptionally focused uh, beyond what I, – I can't think of a guy that was more scrutinized in college football his, his season that Cam Newton was at Auburn that year when you think about it. Every week there was a story – I don't know if people remember this. I do because I was covering a lot of SEC that year. Uh, how much of a story that was. Every week would this guy lose his eligibility. That was a question every freaking week, and he went out every week and kicked everybody's ass in that conference which is, you know, supposed the best conference ever. So, yeah, it's not a fair comp. You're correct about that. And the Cousins thing, yeah, it's different, and it's over a different period of time, but, you know, somewhat similar. And I'll say this. I mean, we've had coaches here in the past who would always call time. It's always looked to preserve, uh, you know, and try to get those stats padded at the end of games and, you know, and all that stuff to make it look better than it was. And I don't know if that made me feel any better than what Ron Rivera's doing, to be honest with you. I mean, when, you know, Jay and, and his teams would score two late touchdowns and only lose by one score, even though you knew they were in Matt, it was never a chance in Hades that they were going to win the game. I don't know if that necessarily made me feel any better. I mean, I guess if I had cousins on my fantasy team, it would have, but I don't know. I, you know, the Shanahan's were great at padding stats late in games, too, when they had no chance of winning, but that wasn't wonderful. But at the same time, I'm trying to think was anybody ever injured in those moments, like when it was pointless, when we were. You know, when they were running plays. I'm not so sure about that. But I do understand this is just like un, an unconventional season in the NFL. That's for sure. You don't see anybody else, you know, you don't hear about anybody else doing it, though. That's the other part of it. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't, lo I didn't love it today. I didn't really bother, it didn't bother me as much last week. But today, I thought, eh, there's kind of a window there to at least, I wanted to see that offense have to go out one more time with, with some time on the clock to see if they could get something done. If nothing else, just for the reps. If nothing else, just for the reps. All right. Uh, if you're on the line, hang in there. We'll get back to calls uh, here in a bit. 301-230-0980. It's uh, Washington football final. Scott Jackson with you till 8 o'clock here on the team, 980 and 95.9 FM. Washington football final. Here's your host, Scott Jackson. Go back to the uh, Washington football final here on the Team 90 and 95.9 FM. Scott Jackson with you. Good to be with you tonight. Uh, not a good result for the Washington football team. 34-20 loss to the Browns today in Cleveland. Uh, 301 Ravens ahead next week. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, Baltimore's look good the first two weeks. Is that an understatement? Probably. Uh, we'll see them tomorrow night on Monday Night Football against the Kansas City Chiefs. 
which should be uh, a lot of fun as well. Um, let's grab some more calls here. Um, hoping to hear from B. Mitch in a little bit as well. Get his thoughts on today's loss. Uh, Dwayne Haskins afternoon. Have some good, but you know the three interceptions in the fumble overshadow all that when you lose a game like this today when you're minus five in the plus minus category you can't win football games that way so uh, one and two now for washington you know philadelphia tied today and the giants lost so giants zero and three philadelphia oh two and one all right let's get to uh azania azania thanks for waiting you're next up oh. here on uh football final washington football final how you doing yeah, go ahead. You're on the air. Hello? Azania, speak yeah. now or be dumped. What's up? Hey, go ahead. Nothing about the cupcakes, man. What? All right. Good for you. Yeah. What's on your mind? These 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 You got some Patron and Hennessy infused joints. Nice. I got some for the kids, too. <laughs> All right, thanks for the call, buddy. <laughs> I don't know where that was going. I don't think we want to know where that's going. <laughs> oh, man. These people are having fun on Sundays again. All right, let's get to Vic next. What's up, Vic? What's up, man? How you doing? Good. How you doing, Vic? Go ahead. I'm, I'm pretty good. So, I mean, we all know, you know, for the past two hours, what's been talked about about Dwayne. We see what... Uh, he, he's done. Um, I still feel like he processes slower. I think that's why he throws, makes the interceptions, those interceptions he do today, uh, because when he's when he's his processing doesn't move as fast as it should, then he finds a target where he thinks he's supposed to throw to, and then he, he forces himself to, to make believe that it's there, and he throws interception. We know that Ron's not going to give up on him. Rob's going to keep uh, working with him, and Ron's going to hold him accountable. We got to just ride that process out with it, process out with it. Um, but given that being said. I'm still a coach. I am a, I am an actual football coach. I'm not saying I'm Bill Belichick, but I know what mm-hmm. I'm looking at. Our defense lost the game in areas just in, in situational football just mm-hmm. as much as Dwayne. You people can say Dwayne lost the game today. We were not. We did not have gap integrity in in tight situations on those outside zone plays. And Nick Chubb looking like he Tony Dorsett on now. We were getting washed down the line. Uh, we weren't dropping with eyes and coverage to identify where our threats were. This is why they were catching those outs. This is why they were catching those uh, across the across uh, across patterns with their tight ends. Uh, this is how they caught a couple of those seven routes near the, near the sideline. Um, and in addition, we were giving up contain, particularly Demonte Sweat. I know we saw he made some plays, but Demonte mm-hmm. Sweat's uh, uh, positives today were actually a part of his negatives because he was slicing in and making plays when Baker Mayfield's back was turned, it made him feel like, well, I'm getting a good push up front. And that's why they were able to run those outside zone plays because they were able to reach him or, or, or push him down the line. These are things that I'm just saying that we know that Dwayne Haskins and the offense is being accommodated with a, 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 a special plan to, to build him up. The defense has to assume that we cannot make mistakes, fundamental mistakes, to win the game. That's what really bothered me because these were correctable mistakes that we did not have to make on defense. Well, how about the third and 12 with the blitz? I mean, I, I don't know if that – like, London broke this down. I don't know if you heard it, but he was saying was it even necessary at that time because you were getting yeah, pretty good pressure yeah, with the with four, you. you know, and that would have got them off the field. That would have been a three and out. You had a three-point lead at that point late in the third. I mean, that's that that was big because then they obviously went ahead and for good at that uh, when they finished that drive. But that was you know that it was a good drive. You, you know started off well. You you got Hunt for the five yard loss. You know on that play by Sweat, and then you got him third and twelve right where you want him, and then they, they hit Beckham for fifteen yards over the middle. The blitz never even got close to getting home. It, it, it never got close, and then he wasn't confident when he came. Like he hesitated, yeah. he waited. If you right. want to go, go. It was a huge hesitation. If you want right. to go, find a lane to get through. Because as soon as you and, – and, but see, that's the part that, that bothered me too. Um, number 53, I forget his name, uh, Bostic. Bostic, yep. When they're sending that blitz, if Bostic sinks, if he just sinks with his eyes, that is an interception. That's what I'm saying. I, Jack yeah. Del Rio, you've been in the NFL longer than I've been alive. How it, are you <laughs> teaching this? Are you going over this? Are you watching it on film? Are you correcting it? And if you're not, somebody got to say something to Jack and make this very plain to him. That's an interception. Those are – 
People think that this is super rocket science. Bill Belichick said this on the, the documentary with him and Nick Saban. It's not some deep film study. It's not some deep film comprehen- comprehension. Mm-hmm. It's we can't tackle. It's we're not dropping in coverage. It's we're not playing with our eyes. It's simple football stuff they teach on a youth level. The nice guy. All right, good one, Vic. I like it. Uh, let's get Mac in next. Mac. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Scotty, what's hey, buddy. On, How you doing, buddy? Look, hilarious right now because I actually coach with, with Vic, man. I'm the oh, yeah, he's funny. He's passionate. He's coordinator, right? So, yeah, look, I'm here to stick my chest out for Haskins, man. First of all, man, y'all got to think, since Bullets High School around here, man, Haskins has only played, what, what's that, 23 games? If this was his temp start, you run 13 games in college, and then this is yep. your temp start. We have the worst offensive line in pro football. 74 and 75 came by time at my school right now. I'm sorry. And furthermore, Haskins is an RPO quarterback. Put him in situations that are going to be successful for him. To me, he throws one of the best slants in the league. Is bar none on the numbers every time it comes out his hand. Mm-hmm. But when you sit back there and make him do five or six year quarterback reads with the worst line and barely nobody else but Scary Terry that can create separation, and you got a dude that plays quarterback in college playing tight end now. No disrespect to Cuz, but he doesn't even yeah. understand the real innuendos of playing tight end at that point, man. Certain throws, Dwayne needs a safety blanket, man. And I'm sitting here fighting people all day because they're telling me, man, we should just tank and get Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence will still be playing behind the worst line in football. If you wait. That being said, one, that being said, today, play. today they had opportunities. To, I mean, they, they, they were not the offensive line did not lose this football game for them. I news for you. That they, they were good enough. They were good enough. They were good enough. He first of all, he shifted and drifted into a couple sacks. Number one. Number two, I you think they should keep playing him. I'm with you. They should keep playing oh, yeah. him. He needs to play games. But that being said, this stuff was dialed up today. I think Scott Turner called a heck of a game. I, I really oh, do. I, I've, I've been dogging Scott Turner for the first couple of weeks, wondering who he was. I found out today he's got something. He's got a little chop, man. He, he, you know what? He pulled up some of his old man's uh, old footage, too. It was good. I mean, I, I thought he had a really good game today. He, de- he definitely mapped it out well, and Dwayne made three bad throws, and that was 21 yep. points by himself. Yeah, Huge. He shot himself in the well, play. four actually. Four, four actually. Isaiah Isaiah Wright bailed him out on that first drive. I mean, that's oh, right. that's the first yeah, drive. That was huge. Did. I mean, that would have hey, been where, where disastrous. Where did he come from? I haven't that seen him for two weeks. Where did he come from? I know. Yeah, he's undrafted out of Temple. He's he's been really he's been a nice find. They played some special teams, I think, the first couple weeks, but uh, you know that was it was just they gave him reps this week because uh, Sims has been beat up with his toe, so. You know, it was good to see that those, you know, I don't know about Edmund. His hand looks really gross. I don't know if that's yeah. what's going to happen there. But um, I, I got to run. But good call, Mac. I appreciate it, buddy. Have a good day, man. I'm with you. You got to keep playing the kid. He needs an experience. I'm not I'm not jumping off any bandwagon there. Uh, uh, we're going to talk from Cleveland here momentarily. Uh, ben Standing from The Athletic will join us on the phone lines. He was in Cleveland for the game today. He was the one who tweeted out earlier that Chase Young's injury does not appear to be serious with the groin, whether or not he gets to play next week against the Ravens and chase Lamar Jackson around. That's a whole different story, but we'll get to uh, Ben coming up next uh, here on uh, Washington football final, the team 98, 95.9 FM. This is Washington football final. Here's your host, Scott Jackson. All right, welcome back after a 34-20 loss today in Cleveland. There were actually fans in the stands in Cleveland today, and of course uh, there was also some media members there, including the Athletic DC's Ben Standing, who uh, joins us right now from the city that rocks, Cleveland. How's it going, Ben? Uh, It is going. I'm walking back to my hotel, so we'll see how it goes in about the next 10 or 15 minutes if I don't get lost. But yeah, man, that was uh, interesting. Let's try not to. Uh, Yeah, it was a very interesting day. You mentioned the fans. I'm not going to lie. It was for somebody who's basically been living alone for seven months. It was weird to see people congregating, even if it wasn't like a a normal football stadium. There were people and it was weird, but it was almost kind of hopeful on some level. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it, I'd be interested to hear from the players. I mean, I don't even know if they cared about it after a loss, but if it really was any different than some of these simulated noise games, you know what I mean? Because it's such a low level of fans that are in these stadiums. For the ones that have it, I don't even know if it has any impact. Because to be honest, on TV, it didn't really sound like much of anything. I just almost sounded like the fake crowd noise. So, it, so this may be a, a case of the of the press box scenarios because I was at yeah. Game One at FedEx Field, and they must have like the thickest glass 
windows possible because even when it's a crowded house, it's hard to hear a lot of the sounds. Well, when there was nothing happening, I mean, we couldn't hear anything. I, I couldn't hear the fake noise. Yeah. I couldn't hear the players. Here, though, you could hear. You could hear, obviously, the music inside. You could hear fans. I mean, were fans sitting right in front of us. And it did, for me, help with the atmosphere. Obviously, again, it's not normal, but it felt like it, it felt like something as opposed to like the week one, it felt like zombie football. More <laughs> like I, I understand this game counts in the standings, but it doesn't make any sense logically to the to the way I process these things. All right. Uh, you had the tweet about Chase Young. So you're hearing that Chase Young, I mean, it doesn't look like it's anything overly serious, but, you know, obviously next week is still, I guess, uh, questionable against the uh, Ravens. Yeah, I was told he suffered a, a, a groin strain. Didn't sound like it's too serious. I think it's just obviously too early to to know for sure what to make with uh, with next week. And obviously with the way Ron Rivera for the second game in a row handled the end game situation, not calling timeouts and being, you know, pretty pretty defiant about it and saying it's because he's concerned about injuries. He's thinking big picture and he doesn't want to t- take an additional risk by extending the game. If that logic holds to a guy like Chase Young, unless he's really ready to go, I could imagine they say, well, we're going to give him another week. But, yeah, I, I don't know about that for sure. We'll find out more uh, as the week goes on. Um, what about Matt Ioannidis? I mean, he got ruled out pretty quickly with an arm. That doesn't sound great. Um, and, again, the fact that they pretty much said right away he wasn't coming back. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, R- Rivera, all he would confirm with us about the injuries post game was that they were injured. Like, literally, that's all he said. Right. So. Right. I don't have any idea what to make of, of that. You know, at least for Case Young, even before what I reported, you know, he was on the sideline, right? We saw him, sure. yeah. you know, walking around. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't exactly uh, moving quickly, but he was out there. And you have to figure out at least a positive sign that they will allow a guy to uh, – um, sorry, to be out there, um, you know, in that. But, yeah, but I, and I just no, – no idea. You know, it's one of those things, unfortunately, because we don't have locker room access, can't see anything other than – yeah. was presented on Zoom, and we didn't get anything close to uh, an update on him for sure. All right. The um, the other thing you, you mentioned, um, obviously, the end of the game situation from Ron Rivera. Look, he's got a five-year contract. Um, he has got complete control, it appears, of, of the franchise. I, I It's different. There's no question about it. I mean, I said it today after the, we talked to him after the game, and he, he, he took it a step further. He said, you know, I didn't really care what anybody thinks about it. I, I kind of find it refreshing that it's so different than, than what you're used to. Um, you know, I was I was trying to go over this earlier in the year. I mean, look, we've seen a lot of coaches. Jay Gruden's teams were famous for scoring late touchdowns to make it look better than it ever was. You know, uh, the Shanahan's love to pad the stats late. Um, I don't remember anybody going down with a season-ending injury, though, in those situations, right? I mean, the only thing I could think of anywhere similar was when Jordan Reed got hurt last year. But, you know, you say, hey, Scott, it was Jordan Reed. He got hurt all the time. Uh, you know, in the preseason game, which seemed very pointless. But I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I kind of understand what he's coming from. But he's also saying how they didn't have many reps together. It seemed like that would be the, the moment to get the reps for that offense. Yeah, it's it, it, it's confusing to – the way our brains process these things, you know, you always go to the last second, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And maybe a one in a hundred shot, but you know, you do that. And he's basically like, yeah, nah, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. I know what I'm, I don't care what you guys think. I'm going to, I've got a bigger picture in mind. And, you know, I do get it. And like last week there was, uh, you know, all those insane injuries in the one o'clock hour. I don't know what happened today in the NFL because I was, doing with this but like i do i do wonder on some level if those injuries kind of help spark that but he you know i asked him the other day he said he's done this before in carolina i haven't gone back and researched yeah. it but he, he said he's done this before so mm-hmm. it, i think i'm kind of like with you though I, I don't know if it's right but i like that it's different and i like the fact that regardless of the specific um issue he's candid for the most part with what he's doing, he explains himself out. It isn't just like he yeah. does something and then walks away. And then lets you yeah, he didn't say, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I appreciate that aspect of it. And, you know, look, I've been one of these people for months going down the route of, hey, if you're thinking of as a playoff this year, you're not reading the room right. He is taking the patient route. Obviously, if the wins come, they come. But he's not forcing the issue by based on how they did free agency, by how he's – 
handled, um, you know, certain like uh, lineup situations. And obviously, you know, staying steady with Dwayne is, is another part of that as well. So, uh, you know, it, it falls in line with his plan. And I think one thing that always was frustrating me with the previous regime is that regardless of each decision, they often didn't seem to match another decision. And at yeah. least here, this goes in line with everything else he's talking about, preaching patience. So I, I, I'm okay with it, but it's weird. There's no arguing that. All right. Uh, we're here at Ben Standing, the D.C. Athletic uh, Washington uh, football insider for them. Um, the the decision to stick with, uh, with Dwayne Haskins isn't surprising to me at all, but I did think it was interesting, the great detail that he went into in terms of the conversation they had right after the game, and then – we had the opportunity to talk to Dwayne Haskins, as I know you guys did, and it seemed like it really did a lot for Dwayne's psyche that he got that, you know, quote, vote of confidence right after, uh, obviously, a, you know, a rough day. I mean, he did, despite some good, the, those three interceptions and the, and the fumble, I mean, that really obviously stung pretty big time when you, when you lose a game like this. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was on with some one of the radio shows this week, and we are talking about the fact that, you know, he had yet to throw an interception this year, and it's been four games in a row. And because he'd been kind of timid the last few games, I, I was sort of of the mindset, like, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing if he threw a pick, not to throw it, mm-hmm. but it, if it means he's being more aggressive and, like, taking more shots, I'm okay with that because he needs to sort of unleash a few things. Well, <laughs> okay. I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> because, because, you know, that, yeah. that last interception in particular, you know, he really just, I mean, it looks like seeing it live, you know, I haven't watched tape, right. you don't know all the, all, all the things that go into the play. But it right. looks like he's staring down the receiver. And that happened multiple times. Rivera said that as well. Wayne disagreed with that take. He said he wasn't yeah. staring down receivers. But, okay, so, yeah, look, I mean, he's continuing to, to have growing pains. I mean, you can look at it in one of two ways. The glass, half, the, the glass half full is it's growing pains. He is effectively, you know, borderline a rookie based on the l- lack of experience he had both in college and last year. Yeah. On the other side, you can say, hey, uh, <laughs> You know, there's rookies right now in the league who seem to be further along. So, uh, you know, it's 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 tough for sure. He doesn't have a ton of weapons. We know that the offensive line's got issues. We know that. So it's definitely not all on him. But at the same point, I, you can't, I don't I don't personally feel like we've seen enough to be like, okay, this is definitely getting turned around. But you know, there's reason for optimism because of his talent. You just have to, you know, you have to hope and be patient. Yeah, I mean, and again, I think that's the right call, and you got to play him. Um, I don't know if you really gain anything from this season by putting in Kyle Allen, you know, in week four, quite frankly, uh, at this point. And, look, things aren't going to get any easier next week for, for Dwayne and the offense and the, and the defense, for that matter, with you know, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens rolling in there. We've seen what they've done the first few weeks of the season so far. They've, they've looked the part of, uh, you know, potential Super Bowl favorites. Or, or at least for Super Bowl contenders, if not favorites, in, in some people's eyes. So it's not going to be much easier than you got the Rams on the other side of that. We're going to have to play a lot cleaner and, and uh, try to keep up an attract me. But all that being said, I actually thought there were some good things done by the offense today. And if anything, if nothing else, I feel like we found out a little bit about Scott Turner, uh, Ben. I, I think we found out Scott Turner's got some chops. I mean, he came up with a, a, a pretty effective game plan and got some guys in position, got a lot of people open, and they, they spread the ball around today, and we saw some plays being made from players that we haven't used, you know, said their names much in the first two games. Yeah, I mean, right off the bat, man, because of Steven Timms' toe injury, you, you saw a lot of Isaiah Wright on the field, uh, the undrafted free agents from Temple. Uh, what did we see? We saw a reverse to Gandy Golden. If you had maybe yeah. rank the receivers who would have gotten the reverse, I probably would have put him last, but he, he, he had, that was his best play for sure. Yeah, they had the handoff to McLaurin, um, and yeah, I mean, I thought they they did some good things. I mean, you know, they outgained uh, Cleveland three hundred nine to three hundred, nothing massive, but the five turnovers obviously is, is the big difference there. So yeah, I think the offense did some good things, but yeah, at the end of the day, you know, you can't keep making the mistakes, and uh, you know, they still are a receiver or two short, and that's even more compounded when Stevenson is a non-factor in the passing game. Yeah, and, and then Edmund, who is Mr. You know, the touchdown maker today, it looks like he might be, you know, sidelined. I mean, that looked it looked weird the way he was holding his arm when he came off the field. Hopefully, hopefully nothing too serious, but uh, that did not look pretty. Um, by the way, Chase Young has just tweeted, it was never my plan to start with. It always was his, and he's got the prayer sign. Uh, nothing may I'll be back. So there you go. That's that's 
certainly the good news that uh, Washington fans are looking for. You know, when you put out a report like I did, you always want another confirmation. I'm going to take that one as a confirmation. <laughs> yeah, you got a good confirmation on your source there, uh, for sure. No, that's that's a good one. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, too. You know, the defense, it was funny to talk to Ron Rivera because he's a defensive guy. So, you know, when you say, hey, your defense did, you know, some good things, but your offense turned it over five times, you're not going to win. But he's like, well, let's wait a minute. <laughs> defense didn't take the ball away, you know, they, you know, and certainly that third down – in 12, I'm sure it's going to sting for a while for him and uh, Jack Del Rio on that on the drive that put the Browns ahead. You know, you get them in a hole and out after taking the lead. I mean, those kind of plays are, that weren't made by the defense also, I'm sure, are something that they're going to be banging this team about this week. For sure, for sure. I mean, I, I have my, um, my game analysis up on The Athletic now, and, and like, the basic theme for me was, this was just a reminder that this team has no margin for error. Like, yep. literally not. They don't, as we saw in week one, the offense is going to need help to put points up. And the defense obviously has strength, but you take out a couple of those pieces, and it, it's hard to, to replicate. I know Montez Sweat had a, had a good game, and Jonathan Allen had a sack early on, and Deron Payne was, uh, you know, was pretty menacing, I, I noticed, on a couple of plays. But, you know, part of the uh, appeal with this group is you have a lot of guys you can rotate in and out. And, um, you know, you take them off the field. You know, I'm, I, I'm not saying specifically this is why you give up a third and 12 or, um, yeah. you know, even just giving up those two-second-half uh, touchdowns. But nonetheless, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the issue with this team. By the way, like, how insane is it that this team with all these young players, you have fourth and four, and the guy who goes in the neutral zone is the, is uh, the true right veteran there, of the defense. I was yeah, like, oh, man, what a bad break there. No doubt. All right, Ben, we'll read you on The Athletic at Ben Standig on Twitter. Uh, always good to talk to you, my friend. Uh, have a safe trip back from Cleveland and uh, enjoy the little bit of time you have left there in the city that rocks. Uh, I'm going I'm to try. Maybe going back to the hotel, hotel room and writing more, but we'll see what I can do. Thanks, man. All right, buddy. Take care. Thank you, Ben Standig uh, from The Athletic. All right, Brian Mitchell's going to join us up on the other side. We'll get to B. Mitch and his thoughts on uh, – a loss today for Washington in Cleveland by the final of 34-20. to 20. I know Washington fans are going to be sad to hear the Cowboys have fallen back behind. Russell Wilson, a fifth touchdown pass in the day to DK Metcalf. Puts them up 36-31 with uh, under two minutes to go in Seattle in what has been an exciting football game today. All right, B. Mitch on the other side on Washington football final here on the Team 980 and 95.9 FM. This is Washington Football Final. Here's your host, Scott Jackson. All right, we're here with you for about eight more minutes. Uh, Brian Mitchell joins us right now. B. Mitch off the television tonight uh, where he was talking about the Browns beating Washington 34-20. to B. Mitch, tough one because there was a lot of good things uh, early in this game and even late in the third quarter. It looked like momentum had swung and then in the end uh, just too many turnovers to overcome today. Yeah, and I think they're not good enough to overcome those turnovers at this point. I think, you know, still it's a lot that needs to be done with this football team. Uh, you know, Dwayne came out looking good, and then all of a sudden he started staring down and he was getting stuck on him. And as I look at it, and also talking with Jason Campbell today, I think it has a lot to do with the press he's been getting, you know, because you see his feet start moving real fast. He starts trying to make decisions because in his head, he has three seconds to get rid of the ball. <laughs> you know, that's the mindset. And I think if, if he has to get over that, because there were some good things, even you look at Montez Sweat on defense, after Young rolls out, after Ionitis goes out, you see some good things out there. But this team, and I think our expectations need to be tempered a little bit. After that first game when they came back against the Eagles, we got a false sense of uh, uh, mm-hmm. what this, where this team is. And I think that, you know, the way that they approach the offseason, and every time you hear Ron talking, they're trying to build something for the long haul. And I, I don't know if, like, we, we they won that game, so everybody immediately, you know, we, we go crazy. Oh, playoff, playoff, playoff. But they're not at that point at this point. Yeah, you know, listen, he's he's been refreshingly honest, <clears throat> maybe to a fault in a sense, and, uh, and surprisingly so, with especially with this end-of-game stuff for the last two weeks, right, not using the timeouts. I mean, He's basically telling you if he doesn't think there's a chance to win it, he's not going to, you know, use these last few minutes just to pad stats or uh, get somebody out there that he thinks might get hurt, which is interesting because that's quite the opposite of what we've seen in the past year. 
Yeah, it was, that's the opposite that we've seen in the past. But then again, we look at the situations. And I think in the past we preached uh, a false bill of goods where every year we thought they mm-hmm. were competing. Okay? Yeah. Uh, they're not competing. They're not trying to be – they don't think that – I don't think he believes that they are a contender. Like we always were told, yeah, we, we don't – we don't rebuild. We re, you know, we refill. Whatever they said. Yeah, right. You know? Right. But the whole thing of it, we're looking at. They're trying to build a foundation. They're trying to build the base. They're trying to change the culture. And I think ultimately, you know, they, they, he understands where his team is, what needs to be done. Yes, if the guys come out and play a great game and they win a game, that's that's a bonus. But at this point, I don't think that anyone is going into these games thinking that you know we are a contender. I'm not saying that they don't want to win, but you, you got to be honest with yourself. Where are you at right now? Yeah, it, it, again, um, I, I also like the fact that he came out after the game and said what he told his quarterbacks. Like, I'm sticking with you. You got to you got to play through these things. We've got to figure out. You know, we we got to we got to let him play. We got to get him more experience. He's you know he's my guy, and we're gonna I'm gonna stick with him as long as I'm seeing some good things and. He obviously saw enough today. That was the frustrating thing about today because you did see some really good things from Dwayne in the offense in stretches. It was just they just you know the turnovers just obviously just ended any chance of winning the game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, turnovers ended it, and I think ultimately you know you you don't want to forget the good things. You don't want to forget the bad things. And I think he has to be honest and open with Dwayne. He doesn't have to be honest and open with all of us. You right, know right, right, right. And, and he can he can go have a meeting with him and, and read him up and down. Or you can have a meeting with him and tell him the same things that he told us he told him. You know, yeah. that's something that they have to work on. But I think ultimately, if you truly want to find out what you have, you got to allow him to get through this stuff. You know what I mean? You can't – everybody – like I know people are thinking, replace, replace for what? With who? What you going to do? <laughs> I think you have to find out what you truly have. You use that pick and now find out what you have. Um. What do you think of Scott Turner today? Because I'll be honest with you, I had some, you know, I've been questioning what we, what do we have there? He's a rookie OC, never really done this full time, and then I thought today he showed some chops, kind of used some of his old man's plays too. It looked like with those ended rounds. Yeah, he, he was creative. You know, he went out there yeah. and he, he used some things. And I think when you have that level of talent on your offense with those different guys at running back and the receivers, you have to do it. You saw him spit out McKissick. He spit out uh, uh, um, Antonio Gibson. That is going to be an advantage for you. I don't think linebackers and safeties want to deal with those two guys. And everybody you have, you need to find a way. You can't get everybody the ball at all times. But if you start feeding the people, different people in different situations, things they do well, now the defense don't know how to defend you. And I think he did a great job over today. Yeah, I thought he called a good game. Um, all right, Beam, I'll be with you tomorrow, I've been told, from 12 to 3. So look forward to doing that tomorrow here on the Team 980. Have a good one. All right, Jack. Cool, man. All right. I'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. All right. Have a good night. All right. Thanks to Jeff Walker. Thanks to Brian Mitchell. Thanks to Ben Standing. Thanks to all of you who called in. Reds, uh, Washington football final. Some habits are hard to break, folks. All right. Washington football final. We'll be back with you next week after Washington and the Ravens. All the 1 o'clock games were on the air with you uh, after the official postgame show. Scott Jackson, thanks so long. We'll be back with B. Mitch tomorrow at noon. Listen to Sheehan tomorrow at 6 a.m. here on the Team 90, 95.9 FM. Good night.